This episode is brought to you by Commonwealth Development, Inc., offering healthy housing, supporting economic development, and building communities in Dane County since 1979. As we approach the Big Share on March 5th, support Commonwealth by clicking on the link in the episode description and making a donation. Thank you. Hi, quick note before the show starts. If you are loving the series highlighting leadership in Madison, Wisconsin, then I invite you to join us at the Burr Oak on Tuesday, March 19th for a live version of this show. It's our 20-minute collaboration salon, and the theme for this one is how do we use our energy? Our guests will be three dynamic leaders from Madison, April Kagea, Mario Garcia Sierra, and Rebecca Ryan. Link to tickets can be found in the show description. I hope to see you there. It's going to be a great evening. Hi, I'm Greg Potter, and this is 20 Minute Collaborations. Welcome back to 20 Minute Collaborations. How are you? We're about to step into March if you're following along with the Gregorian calendar as these new episodes come out. So right now where you find me is a very sunny day where it's warmer than normal and the wind is blowing and the ice is melting off the lake. In this episode, we talk about the International Institute on Collaborations assessment, and I really invite everyone to go and check out on the website, it's in the show notes, the free assessment on your collaboration skills. As we were developing the Institute, we kept coming back to these five building blocks of collaboration, your facilitation skills, your conflict resolution skills, transformational leadership skills, your self-awareness, and just in general, your ability to collaborate, your friendliness to collaboration. So this assessment, even with the free version, it it allows you to peek into what your collaboration skills are and where you sit on the spectrum. This week, I am joined with the mesmerizing and very lovable Amber Sweeter. She has an approach to life that's very similar with mine and she just wants you know people to experience the freedom to be their full authentic selves and experience immense joy and success as a result. She is the founder of Soul Seed Strategy based here in Madison, Wisconsin. She's the author of the Wall Street Journal best-selling book and also named 2023's Most Inspirational Book of the Year, Unleashed, a Ben There Rock That Guide to Radical Authenticity in Life and Business. We get right into it, so I hope you're prepared to get right into it. A lot is talked about. There's a lot of great lessons, so I, with this show, really advise having a pen and paper close by or have your finger ready to stop and rewind. This is my conversation with Amber Sweeter. 
I mean, we're already getting very lovey-dovey before I've even hit record. Listeners, I am so honored to bring to you today this uh, conversation with Amber Sweener. Welcome to the show, Amber Sweener. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you and I, it's just another one of the stories of running around in similar circles and finally one day we have a brunch and it's instant it's instant glue. And I've honored and been so grateful for having you so true to yourself in my life and always being authentic and vulnerable. Uh, Welcome to 20 minute collaborations. Thank you. I'm excited. I've watched your work in the world for the last few years. And I I think this will be fun. I'm excited to do it. I know the listeners there. I I hope they're ready for you. So the first thing is, would you share a little bit more about yourself to the listeners? So I'm the creator of Soul Seed Strategy. And I today, how I really work is with people who identify as being mission-driven, heart-centered, visionary leaders. And my goal and mission is to help them continue to be a more true expression of who they are while also pairing that with how do we help your strategies for living in alignment while being more successful as a brand, as a business, because that is a journey and it can be a challenging thing to keep trusting yourself and doing the work when you feel it's a calling. And I'm just really passionate about helping people do that. I think it's our path to shifting and healing so much in the world. And then I have a a strong business and marketing background. So I aim to bring those gifts to help people with their business steps. And that's what I do. And you have these retreats, which one is coming up in April. Yes. In Madison, Unleashed Live, April 4th and 5th. And, and it's a retreat where style meets an event. Um, So we'll have about 35 people at Barnwood events and it's transformational in nature where it's creating spaces for authentic, true conversations. Again, to support that connecting with who are you now? What are you passionate about creating? But what are some real strategic steps that will help you move the needle? And I just believe we always need to play in the space of both. You can't ignore and override like what's going on at a human level with before you have to look at that before looking at the strategy. So Oh, right. And I love most about it is that it just brings you into the place to be present, to be aware of what's happening on. And also the, we can't collaborate. We can't get further without those true authentic connections. And you're creating a space that allows that. Thank you. Oh, the world is better because you're here. Listeners, if you are are new to the show, I always invite a guest on to share a short story about a time where they worked with one or other, more other people to accomplish a common goal. Amber, would you like to share your story? Yes. So my story goes back to late in 2021. I was getting prepared to release my book. I wrote a book called Unleashed and it came out in April of 2022. And years ago, I had different paths of working on this book and it kind of took years, but you start it, you start to uncover and unpack things. And, and so that was a journey, but when I was finally hitting my steam and getting ready to release it, I had a vision for a long time around releasing my book, but my band was also preparing to release our first album. My band is Morningstar where we do hard rock metal music. And I had this vision of 
wanting to truly walk the walk of being an authentic expression of myself. Part of my past journey is not always feeling like I could be my true musician self because people wouldn't take me seriously in business and blah, blah. Right. So I was like, if I'm releasing this kind of book where I'm it's memoir esque personal transformation book. So it's teaching, but it's teaching a lot through my own experiences as well as others who gave me permission to put them in, in the book. And I was like, I want this to be a full ex- celebration of collaboration, what you, everything you teach about around how do we, because one of the things that we struggle with, with authenticity is how to be yourself while creating space for others and and in a society that can be really like self-centered. And my book is about me and my goal is to help create spaces for everyone to belong. So I was looking at what kind of event do I want to create that helps really bring this together. I'm also a big believer in creatives and people getting paid. But when I started to look at my vision, I'm a big visionary. So I have the problem of when I see things and see a cool idea in my head, I'm like, I have to make it happen. But sometimes the budget isn't always there. I just started making the plan around how do I want this event to feel? Who's really like important and special that would love to have in the room. And what I mapped out was what I created called the unleashed experience. And it was art meets music meets business networking. And there's probably about 30 collaborators on it. If I really look at what happened. And so what I looked at were where are there members of the community or clients or people who maybe the budget isn't allowed to pay them, but I have other things of value to offer them. So I went to some of those past clients and people I believe in and made proposals to them around Hey, if you could be a part of this event and share your gift, here's what I could give you in exchange in terms of some coaching sessions, exposure through my audience. And so we, I ended up collaborating with a client and friend from Puerto Rico who I've introduced you to. She's she been on the in, show. Yes. Melissa De Silva. She came in and led art and hands-on art project. By the way, if I'm going too in the weeds, you can tell me to speed this up. You're great. This is okay. here for it. Okay. I'm like, do I have- I, and I'm just writing down questions. You're, we are so good. Okay. My amazing longtime childhood friend who photographed the cover of the book, she came and did photos and from her being there and me facilitating connections, she was able to get connected to other people for paid gigs. I had someone come in and do intuitive readings. We, my band performed we facilitated networking. And then the next day was a more intimate one day business retreat. And the thing I love about it is that there was a combination of hired services. And like I said, I was taking a lot of you know risk in my own budget to put this all together and people paid to come, but I wanted to keep it approachable. This was a beautiful collaboration where I found the ways to find opportunities with people who I really wanted to shine a light on, but where it would feel good both ways with the exchange of services and where we really co-created it together. And so the way that the the night ended was um, we had a few circus performers that did dance and uh, trapeze in the space. And we had my band performing and we had different stations where people were sharing their gifts from intuitive readings to art projects. 
Um, and then even some local media who I invited and had given them some tickets so that they could do a giveaway again to help share the message of my event, help get people there and help people get connected with their own authenticity. And so it was one of those like just full circle moments, I think of recognizing and just walking the walk for myself around this is who I am, but I can't be me alone, right? I can't do me right. and do my mission alone. And I'm just really grateful for that experience. I, uh, as you're talking about, I just remember, because I was in South Africa when it happened, and I just remember like hate not being there because <laughs> yeah. everyone was there. And it was so, were you on stage? And anyway, this is a great story. Thank you for sharing it. And it's the emotion, what's valuable about it is the emotion that comes out with it as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually going to ask something about that in a moment. But first, I, I love how you were just in general, this is a, a beautiful example of space creation. And as a leader, uh, creating space and beginning with yourself. And that's what you did in the story. Now, how would you working with clients or working in a different, more formal collaboration? How do you how do you show up to create that space by beginning with yourself? Do you mean if I'm offering something for sale, for example? Well, let's just say you're brought onto a team and you're mm -hmm. facilitating with them. You're moving them. How would you start with yourself to get to create the space? Uh, and this yes. kind of, this yes. kind of comes back to the part that you're like, I'm a visionary. You know yourself. Yeah. Now you're also pulling in the complementary personalities, characteristics, skill sets. Yes, 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 yes. I love this question. Thank you. So for me, by being sharing a vulnerable story that shows self-awareness. That's a way that I do that helps open up safety and space with, if I'm working with a team or collaborating, because I think we all have gifts and we all have strengths and weaknesses. And I have found that when I teach through my experiences or share stories from clients where I have permission, it helps remove a barrier around at least for me, if I'm a facilitator, like I'm not trying to show up with the answers. I'm trying, I'm a human that's here to collaborate with other humans. And something I struggled with a lot of my life because I often can come off as very confident um, or kind of that person in the room who can kind of take control. But I struggled with having that me be misperceived as being all about myself, especially being the front person in the band, right? So when I go into spaces, I teach from stories around myself, but where I'm vulnerable out of the gate, because I want to help show people that they don't have to, like the more they can be real about themselves, they can celebrate and be proud of who they are and their skills and who they are. And they don't need to be ashamed of their weaknesses. It like, it just helps take down the walls. Completely. And, and the beautiful thing in this is, and I imagine you've seen this in all of your work, is that when a group is vulnerable and they each share their their quote-unquote weaknesses, the group becomes stronger and the impact is greater. Like yes. it's the beauty in space creation and building trust and assuring that everyone knows why they're there and if something like they're being seen for their whole selves. I'm huge on we all fit roles. I don't mean roles like you have roles in a way where you, when you're shining in your strength, like your zone of genius and those puzzle pieces truly are better together. 
And I think this story I shared is it was me just like really owning that and stepping into that for myself, but also everyone else that was a part of the collaboration getting to shine in their strengths. Like none of us could have done the thing without the others. It was the collaborative effort that we all expanded our exposure, our reach, a beautiful experience. It was like, it was better together. Right. And I, how do I say this? I believe if we can reach our zone of genius and show up wholly, that's primary and our actual skill to do the role that we're brought onto the collaboration is actually secondary. Do you believe that? And also, would you add on to that? Oh, ooh, ooh. okay. Wait, can you say that again? I, so I'm, pro- the, I'm, bra- I'm processing. I'm loving this. Say it again. <laughs> I would rather have someone show up wholly and be authentic and vulnerable in their, their zone of genius self mm-hmm. on the team. And if their task, let's say, is to create a spreadsheet and they're not that great with Excel, I will, that's fine. You do what you need to do, but you're going to, because your zone of genius is going to infect in a positive way, everyone else in the beauty yes. of the work. Oh, thank you. Love it. Yes. The more we can show up wholly and authentically and honestly, we don't have to waste so much energy pretending or trying to make ourselves fit into the boxes we don't fit in, especially when we all have a shared common understanding or language around this. Um, like I used it with, with my teams or when I train with teams, we use tools like Clifton Strengths Finder, Enneagram, Disc, or we use the zone of genius language. And that's a, it's great from the book, The Big Leap, where with my teams, we list and we would know everybody's zone of genius, excellence, uh, competence, and incompetence. Because if you could just own it and be like, hey, look, like I'll doing the Excel is my zone of competence. I could do it. But if someone else is better, it would free up my energy to go focus over here. Like if we just could remove our the layers of thinking we have to show up like we have it all together and we're perfect and just own it for what it is. Then again, it's the puzzle pieces, right? It's shifting the right pieces to the right person's plate. And then the whole thing is the whole puzzle comes together so much better. Right. Oh my gosh. And I just want to plug in there, listeners. There's a new assessment out there brought on by the International Institute on Collaboration and this assesses your collaboration skills and it is extremely useful. So definitely you can get a free version on the website. It's in the information on the episode page. But going back to this. Oh, I'm so- excited though. I can't wait to check out a new tool. <laughs> <laughs> in in what I love about your story is obviously the space making, but then as you were telling it, there was this definition of value, of importance of value. And it's not necessarily, in your story, it was not necessarily a monetary value. It was defining what value is for each person and how they would come to the table as a collaborator. So as a leader, how do you commonly create value? Because it's not always just about finances. Yes, by asking the questions of the people you're collaborating with to understand what do they care about? What do they need? Because there may be people where they're looking for, okay, so as a as a leader, if I'm, let's think of it as a boss. Yes, people need to be paid and some people would value more access to more hands-on mentorship or stepping stone to help them get to the next step. Or when I think of my, my client communities, um, they may be looking for strategic connections or other people that can help them. And 
So we have to first understand what really matters to someone to then see how can we help fill those pieces and those gaps and relating it to this. Like I mentioned, I'm, I think it's important for people to get paid. And since I didn't have all the full budget to pay everyone what I wanted, it's looking at what else in all my toolkit do I have that could give them value. And for some of them, it was, they were stepping into being more visible online. So we created live streams, right. And I helped them get out there and share their message. Like that to somebody could have more value than getting paid for the service. If they're like, you're, you're going to help me cross this threshold and actually start putting myself out there online. That's tremendously valuable to some people. So it's about understanding what someone, you know, asking them questions. Oh, and I love asking, asking questions and getting to the right questions, you know, being intentional on what questions you are just as intentional as you were to create the space for the people in the Mm -hmm. unleashed experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about connections that were made at our event. I, there were people that were connected across States from Wisconsin to Washington state who did a collaboration two people from the East coast that were there and a person got a job and an amazing opportunity from someone she met at the event. Like there, there's just so many, I could start mining and just thinking, seeing how these people are still connected today. And some of them are all coming back together for unleashed live, which is the event I'm hosting in April. So it's almost two years exactly after the unleashed experience. And a lot of those people are coming a lot are, regional in the Midwest, but a lot are flying in. And it's because of that experience and the value they got from being in the room last time. Sometimes it's, it's a hard thing to make tangible until you live the experience. And then you look back and you're like, Whoa, look at how those dots unconnected through that collaboration. And look at how I grew and where I am now. Completely. It's fun to think about. It's so much fun. <laughs> Your space is so valuable. Even the unvaluable spaces can still create connection, but when Mm -hmm. the person creating the space is so intentional, the Mm -hmm. impact is amplified. So with the, speaking of the intention of the event, there is a weight sometimes people put on as in what is the intended outcome or what's the most important outcome. For me, often Mm -hmm. I will ask questions of, well, how did this make you feel? You know, I get to the emotions because we can go further with the emotions, turning the emotions into tangible things, as opposed to just reaching out for what outcomes. How was your, what's your approach to that? It does. I, I agree with you on well, the emotions and how we feel and the experience are critical because if we're not feeling supported, like you, you can't even, you can't force yourself your way into an outcome. I do think it's important to set some desired places of what will success look like while also staying agile. One of my guiding principles that I bring into every space is learn by doing. Well, there's several, it's progress over perfection. It's embrace curiosity over judgment and it's learn by doing. So we can have a goal outcome However, we lose the magic of innovation if we're super rigid about that outcome, right? Say so that again. Say that again. We, we lose. Can, 
You can lose the magic of innovation if you're super rigid about an outcome. Gold. Thanks. Having ideas of outcomes important, yes, without being 100% fixed to it. But if you kind of know where you're headed, right? To bring in your point, if you're like, well, we want to feel this way in the experience. And by the end, we want people, I'm just keeping it broad. I want someone to, you know, there's a collaboration. You're like, we want every person who's a part of that to leave knowing that they feel empowered around one thing. That could be an outcome. You don't know what they're going to leave feeling empowered around, but you know that you will have been successful if everyone's empowered around the one thing they pick, but it still leaves room for the innovation to come forward. With your story, uh, I wanna, I'm gonna ask something very specific with the end of collaborations. With your story, how did every collaborator know that it was finished? Like what was the closing button for each actor in the collaboration to know like, this is done, this is finished, Amber is no longer in need of my services? Mm. I usually have some level of contract, even if that's written, where I define, we, or we define together, Hey, you're, these are your responsibilities. These are mine. And I give some sort of proof of that of closure with a thank you note so that it is a putting a bow on what that experience and time was together. And why is that important? (laughs) (laughs) Well, several reasons. Ensuring that you've both met any expectations so that there's not lingering uh, you know, I want to, for me, it's, I want to check in that anything I've promised that I've delivered it and give people an opportunity to share what went well, what they're celebrating and heading for, that's the other thing, skipping ahead, but want to make sure I've done right by them. But I also often will do a debrief where I'll ask for feedback. Like, what are we celebrating about this? And in the future, if there's one thing I might do, think about differently, what is that? So that it gives an opportunity of celebration clearing the air if any of that's needed and also so um it's honoring it with gratitude and so we don't just run to the next thing without just honoring the thing that was already created that's what i think i love to hear what you think about why it's important you just echoed everything in the life cycle collaboration for closing it out it's it's measuring it you know what's the feedback but also the celebration we have to celebrate it and then make sure it's ready for someone else to pick up, whether it's us or the next person. Yeah. So, so oh. with the specific Unleashed experience, at the very end, we had a team debrief over a meal. And then we had a fun roller skating outing where it was just about fun and just getting our energy out. And like we put a closure of a high energy, fun memory together of all the uh, of the of the of the of the core team who had worked on the event the longest. So it was like kind of putting ends on it with each different collaborator. And then we ended it, ended it with like that core team with an outing and a different activity. Oh, it's such a great case study for how the life cycle goes. I love it. (laughs) Oh, cool. Uh, We are, we are of course at time. Is there anything lingering from our short conversation that needs to be reset or something else that needs to be added into what we are talking about? I don't think so. I just, if anyone's inspired by any of this, I welcome them to find me and ask questions and they feel called to be a part of our spaces to to come 
to your events you offer, come join me at Unleash Live and just step in and be a part of those experiences. And I know this will all be in the show notes, but how can people find you? My name is Amber Sweener and I'm on all the profiles, very active on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love every minute I get with you. Thank you so much for joining me on this. Thank you. I know we had an entire series about it last year in 2023. If you didn't listen to that, I highly recommend. Well, that's so what that makes me sound so high and mighty. I highly recommend. No, I invite you to go check out the four part series on space creation. In this conversation with Amber, we got the luxury to really dive deep into this specific event that she had for her book launch slash band album release. How we show up to create space is also a reflection of how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for people. Because we're intentional on making sure that everyone involved in the collaboration is seen, heard, and can be as authentic as possible while also working together to accomplish a common goal. Amber's story illustrates that so well. There were so many, so many, so many little one-liners in there that I wrote down with the those puzzle pieces are truly better together. Like how beautiful, like the puzzle pieces of actors, of co-collaborators are truly better together. I'm a human trying to collaborate with other humans. Isn't that the essence of all of it? I really hope you enjoyed the lessons from this. I love any time with all of my guests. And this show was just another great example of that. We've got a few more episodes coming up to fill up this celebration of local leaders in Madison, Wisconsin. I know it's only six episodes and there are a ton, ton, ton of great, beautiful transformational leaders here in Madison, as there are wherever you're listening from. If you have people that you'd like to come on the show, I invite you to send me an email send us a message, say, hey, we really think that this person should be on 20-minute collaborations. We have all of 2024 still. We've got lots of spots already filled, but we can always fit in more. Even if it's a collab quickie or something else that's special or even a salon, enjoy the last days of February or the next days whenever you're listening to this, and I will get you on the next 20-minute collaborations. You've been listening to 20-Minute Collaborations with international collaboration coach Greg Potter. If you're interested in working with Greg or finding out how he can help your organization, visit ggpotter.com. You can also follow him on all the social media at ggpotter. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get all of the collaborative ooey-gooeyness that you've been longing for your entire life. This is an Artemis Bow Productions podcast.